Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A Now it's time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Valley of the Sun for the Cactus League season. Spring training is very much underway. Almost a week into games now, and the Brewers off to a a nice start in their Cactus League schedule, if you're into that sort of thing. But, boy, do we have some news that we're going to get into over the course of our podcast today. We're going to talk to Tyrone Taylor, who has really made some noise early in camp. There's a battle going on for that fourth and fifth outfielder spot Might be a little bit of a tweak in that battle that uh, we'll talk about in just a few moments. Uh, But Tyrone Taylor, Derek Fisher, Billy McKinney, some of the names really vying for one of those outfield spots. And Tyrone Taylor's off to a tremendous start so far here in Cactus League play. And we're going to sit down and talk to him about that start and kind of where his mindset is at as he goes through the spring uh, exhibition season here with spring training. So we'll talk to Tyrone Taylor coming up. Also, the Brewers added... Uh, a new position this offseason, a couple of new positions, but one of the really great ones is the coordinator of diversity initiatives on the player side of things, and that's Junior Spivey, the former Brewer, former major leaguer, and he is a a great, great guy, and he has a ton of great experience, and we're going to talk to him about that position and how excited Junior Spivey is uh, to be back in this organization and and being able to to make an impact at all different levels of the organization. So we're going to talk to Junior Spivey a little bit about that as well coming up here in the podcast. Okay, let's jump into some of the news. I think the biggest news, of course, is that we're going to see fans back in the stands at American Family Field starting with opening day. That news came out this week. The city of Milwaukee and the health department, they have approved 25% capacity to start the 2021 championship season at American Family Field in Milwaukee. Now, will that number increase as the season goes along? We sure hope so. And if things continue to go in a good way and continue along the trajectory uh, that things are with COVID-19, which is in a good direction right now in the state of Wisconsin, one would assume as people get vaccinated more and more as the spring wears on and we get into the summer months, that that 
capacity might be increased as we move forward as well. We sure hope so. No tailgating at least to start. We're hoping that that can be revisited at some point down the road too. But there will not be tailgating at least to start at American Family Field. But we're looking at 11,000, maybe close to 12,000 fans in the stadium. And I cannot tell you how big of a difference that's going to make. Uh, as a guy that broadcasted games in empty stadiums last year, we were so glad to be calling baseball. We were so glad to have a baseball season. But to be able to do it with fans in the stands and to have that atmosphere, to have that environment back, to have that interaction back, I, I we will never take that for granted. And I don't think that we ever did, but I know we never will moving forward because of how great it is to see the fans back. Here, here in Arizona, we've had... I'm close to 2,000 fans at almost every game so far that we've called, and it's been outstanding. And I know the players have echoed those sentiments, how much they've enjoyed being able to perform in front of their fans. It's the lifeblood of every sport is the fans. They're the most important element. They're the most important part of it all. And so you take them out of it, it just doesn't seem right. And so to have fans back and with the opportunity to hopefully continue to welcome more and more fans back as we move forward into the season. It, it, it's an exciting thing. We're so excited to get this thing back closer to normal, just like everybody is in general in society, but especially for us in the baseball world. We, we are so excited to have fans back at American Family Field here in 2021. So that's exciting news, uh, certainly. The other piece of news, and this is not official yet because there's physicals that have to be done and uh, the, the ink actually has to be put to the paper yet, but the reports this week that the Brewers and Jackie Bradley Jr. have agreed to a two-year deal, a one-year deal with an with an opt-out after after the first year, but essentially a two-year deal for Jackie Bradley Jr., one of the premier defensive outfielders in baseball. And certainly has been a useful offensive player over the course of his career, too. He's been an above-average hitter for the majority of his career, had a very good offensive year last year, if you go look at the numbers. So, uh, I, I, this is an exciting addition to this team. When you start breaking down the Brewers and all the different options that Craig Council is going to have as he puts his team together, this is going to be a very exciting team. Um, unbelievably good defensively. And you add Colton Wong. He's the premier defensive second baseman in baseball. Now you add Jackie Bradley Jr. Maybe he plays some right field. Maybe he gives Lorenzo Kane some days off in center field. He's a left-handed hitter too, so now you have – uh, Avisao Garcia and Lorenzo Cain, both right-handed hitters in the outfield, and then Christian Yelich and Jackie Bradley Jr., both left-handed hitters in the outfield. And so that gives you some different options of how you want to piece that thing together. But uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. and Lorenzo Cain are two of the top five center fielders in baseball, in my opinion. And um, now you have both of them, and they can both. Uh, Lorenzo Cain played a lot of right field in 2014 when the Royals made their run to the World Series. People forget about that. He moved to right field a lot late in games as Gerard Dyson came in and played center field. And that 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 is a position Lorenzo Cain has played before. Now he's going to be the center fielder. I don't want to mislead you. Lorenzo Cain has earned the Brewers' center field position. He's going to patrol center field. But uh, it just shows you that some of the versatility and some of the flexibility that the Brewers will have when they construct their lineup every day uh, from an outfield standpoint. But you're, you're so good up the middle right now. And guys like Corbin Burns and Brett Anderson, I mean, they are licking their chops that they're going to have this defense behind them. The Brewers were a good defensive team a year ago, and now you've added Colton Wong and Jack Lee, Jackie Bradley Jr., and essentially you've added Lorenzo Cain as well. 
three of the premier defenders in baseball, regardless of what position you play. And uh, you can see how excited the pitchers have to be. It's going to make this pitching staff that much better. And the Brewers, as they like to call it, run prevention, there may not be a better team in baseball from a run prevention standpoint. So it's really exciting. And if they can get guys to return to the back of their baseball cards on offense, Christian Yelich, uh, Omar Narvaez, Avisayo Garcia, uh, just to name a few, if they can get guys to return to that, or if Travis Shaw can become the 17-18 and 18 version of his left-handed bat, poof, this team has a chance to wildly exceed the expectations. And the expectations are good. You go look at the computer models, most people have the Brewers winning the NL Central. Certainly most people have the Brewers and Cardinals running one and two in some order in the NL Central. And this move, regardless of, of how you make it fit, there's no question about it. This move makes the Brewers better. And again, it's not official yet. It won't be official probably for a couple of days. you got to get the physical done. And with COVID-19 protocols, there's testing and stuff like that that has to be done in a certain amount of time before all of this can, can fall into place. But those are the reports. And assuming those reports come to fruition, and there's no reason to think that they won't, whew, the Brewers have made themselves uh, a very, very good defensive baseball team here this offseason. All right, let's jump into it. Uh, Tyrone Taylor, as we told you, he's, he's vying for one of these spots in the outfield. Whether the Brewers keep four or five outfielders remains to be seen this year. Still way too early in the spring to start making those kind of decisions. But he's, he's in the mix. And obviously they have four now uh, when, you, when you throw Jackie Bradley Jr. into the mix. But if they keep a fifth, would it be Tyrone Taylor? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I think regardless, we can safely say at some point this year, Tyrone Taylor's going to get opportunities at the major league level after what he was able to show at times last year in 2020. And I think he's going to come back and be even better in 2021. Let's sit down and listen to Tyrone Taylor. Let's break it down. Here on the Brewers on Tap podcast, we're joined by Brewers outfielder Tyrone Taylor. Tyrone, last year you got uh, an extended look. You got a lot of opportunities, and, and that had to feel really good after kind of making the debut in 2019, and we've all been through that story uh, and how unique it was with the, the FedEx job and everything else that was going on at the time that you got called up to the Brewers. How nice was it last year, even though it wasn't a typical or normal year, but to get more regular at-bats and to kind of settle yourself in a little bit? Yeah, it was it was a good time, man. To be a part of that playoff run last year was uh, was cool. I was just thankful to be playing baseball at all last year because it was it was a weird uh, year for all of us, and uh, we weren't sure what was going to go on uh, early on. So to be able to get the season in and to be called up and have a chance to be on that playoff roster last year was 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 cool, and I'm thankful for it. Tyrone, the protocols last year were kind of new to everybody and they were challenging, but you guys adjusted on the fly as you had to and, and, and made the season work. Looking back on that, how proud are you that you were able to, to get that done collectively as a group, but also how much easier has it been to get ready for this year, kind of knowing what you're getting yourselves into? I mean, last, I think last year, the hardest part about the whole thing was uh, not having my family come out and visit me so I didn't get to see them for two months straight and that's probably the longest I've ever gone without seeing them so that was the toughest part uh, I'm sure it was uh, I'm sure a lot of the other guys can say the same but uh, this year already has a different feel and um, 
after going through last season, we are more prepared to go through the code, the code protocols this year. And we're hoping that it gets, uh, it, it starts to fade away a little bit as time goes on and things start get, getting back to normal. So uh, it's already a different feel here in spring training and uh, it's, it's been a good time. You've gotten off to a great start. Uh, you had the home run in the first Cactus League game on Sunday. You, you, you swung it well in the inter-squad game on Saturday. Uh, how good do you feel right now? Is this as good as you felt in a while? Um, I'm just enjoying the process, man. Uh, I think just a week before I hit my homer the other day, uh, I was in my BP and I couldn't even uh, – I was facing Hauser and the ball literally – Got to home plate. I had every intention on being on time for a fastball, and it looked like a BB. So I was, I'm just thankful to be seeing the ball a little better and to be on time for a couple fastballs the other day. Uh, it, it was nice, and we're just going to keep it rolling. Try to get better. Remember, when you look at the competition right now to, to make the roster, I'm sure that's in the back of your mind. You can't let it be something that's on the front of your mind every second or it's going to, you know, overtake you. Uh, so – you know, how do you manage that? You know you're in a battle to make this roster. you got a great chance to make this roster, and you're performing well. But it's so early. I don't know how much how much can you even have that in your mind right now. Yeah, I think when I was younger, I used to think about all that stuff a good amount, and uh, it took its toll on me. So as years have gone on, I've learned to just control what I can control. So that's what I'm going to continue to do now and just go out here, have fun, and uh, get better every day and let that work itself out. You've been doing this long enough that you realize that, like, there's so much movement over the course of the season. Like, you're going to have major league at-bats this year as long as you're healthy. I mean, that that has to kind of feel like a nice security net, so to speak, as, as you go through this battle this month. Yeah, I think uh, you just never you just never know what's going to happen throughout the season, really. And I've learned that throughout my time being here. So uh, that and just uh, good things happen when you're – focused on being your best self and so I just I just keep that in mind and go throughout my day uh focusing on things that are important to me what were the things you learned from last year as a player on the field that, that this offseason you said okay these are the things I want to really dial in on to make myself a better player in 2021 um that's a good question I think uh Last year, I was coming off of my first season after my wrist surgery, and I didn't feel very strong. So I felt like I was swinging extremely hard and kind of out of control at times. So I did a, uh, did I focus on building some strength this off season with my trainer, and um, so we did that. And I, uh, I'm also naturally a pretty tight human being, so we did a lot of mobility stuff with my hips and my thoracic spine to get that rotation going and. Uh, I feel I feel good right now, and I've, I'm liking where I'm at uh, health-wise. Uh, you know, I'm not an athlete, but I I could use some help in the full flexibility thing too. So if you want to share some notes offline, that'd be great. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. That's a... Just wake up every morning and not feel like uh, you know I need an hour to start walking. Yeah, I think dude, that's the thing. Uh, health to me is just important to me in general, but I. I don't know if I ever would have learned all this stuff if I wasn't an athlete. So I'm definitely thankful for it. I'm going to keep it going my, the rest of my life because it's something that is uh, important to me. So it's, it's, it's a benefit of being an athlete for sure. Awesome. Well, Tyrone, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Great job so far in the early portions of camp. Looking forward to it over the course of the rest of the month as well. Appreciate you, Lane.
All right, my thank you to Tyrone Taylor for joining me here on Brewers on Tap. It's going to be fun to see kind of where he ends up over the course of this year. You know, you're going to have an alternate site at least to start the season because the AAA season is not going to start until May now. So you'll have that alternate site. You'll have a taxi squad. Uh, does Tyrone Taylor make the 26-man roster? If he doesn't, is he a part of that taxi squad? Is he at the alternate site? Uh, I think that's going to be something to, to, to watch over the course of this spring and, and into the early portions of the year. But there's no question with his play this spring and what he was able to do at times last year, he, he's made himself somewhat of a known commodity now for the Brewers. They know that this is a guy that can handle himself at the major league level, and he can provide some great outfield depth at the very least for the Brewers this coming year. Okay, let's jump into our conversation now with Junior Spivey. Uh, really enjoyed this conversation with Junior. He uh, joins the crew in the offseason as the coordinator of diversity initiatives, and uh, we had a chance to sit down and talk about uh, just how excited he is for this new position. Junior Spivey is our guest here on Brewers on Tap, and uh, I'm really excited about this, and I think a lot of people in the organization and the fan base are going to be excited about this. One, to have Junior Spivey back in the Brewers organization, but in the role that you're in, I think it's a really cool thing, and I, I think we're going to see more and more of this moving forward, as we should. Junior, if you can, take us through your position and kind of what you're hoping to get accomplished being coordinator for diversity and really a lot of other uh, things that you're going to have your hands on as well. Well, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I'm, I'm excited about this new role, diversity uh, uh, and initiatives uh, coordinator. And I'm looking to connect with the players um, to answer any issues and to address any issues that they may uh they may have or may come about throughout the course of this season and in fact their careers and just give them some insight and some uh, some knowledge from my own experiences and how I dealt with certain things and how to bring uh, awareness and attention to things that they may feel uncomfortable with. So, uh, you know, I'm just their voice for them and uh, just a player, a former, being a former player, I understand the difficulties, especially for, uh, you know, black ball players and what we go through uh, on an everyday basis. And, you know, you look at the climate and the temperature of this country right now and the issues that's going along. So, you know, guys just want to feel like, hey, you know, they want to be heard. And uh, I understand how important that is. I think over the last couple of years, guys have been more forthcoming with that too, right? Like guys have been more willing to, to, to put themselves out there and, and speak out. And I, I think it's helped bring more awareness but also it's helped a lot of other people in this game just understand that there's a lot of things guys were going through that maybe we were ignorant to before right and and so this is a great chance to help continue that message and to make everybody understand how you know we've come a long ways but we got a long way to go still absolutely but just to keep the conversations going and to keep the dialogue going and just to get a better understanding of one another and what we go through and, and just, you know, be just understand that, how, you know, everything is uh, everything that we everyone, I will say, we all go through different things and just to under, understand different cultures. And uh, that is really, really important because yeah. you really don't know what someone is going to until you start talking to them. So I think just open up that conversation is going to be huge and to continue to have those, <clears throat> excuse me, and to continue to have those conversations is going to be, it's going to be big and uh, we're going to be able to make some major steps. So I'm excited about it. I can't wait, can't wait to get with the guys and I'm just glad to be back in pro ball again. And uh, I'm glad to have this role. And I think uh, I'm, I'm trying to do some, some big things with this role. 
Junior, do you have peers with the other clubs in similar types of roles? Or, I mean, my understanding is this is one of the first roles carved out like this in Major League Baseball. So you're going to be a little bit of a trailblazer in that regard, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I'm, I'm ready to accept that and, and take on that challenge. And hopefully we can uh, knock down some barriers here. So uh, it's it's uh, hopefully I hopefully there's 29 other teams that's going to pick up yeah. the same role and do the same things. I think it's very important. And uh, I know as a black ball player, you know, sometimes we get left out and, you know, to have something like this uh, is is something that baseball has been needing for a long time. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. I think I think you're going to see other teams add this. I think the Brewers are once again on the cutting edge and and out in front of this, which is the right thing to do. And and I'm glad that you're you're going to be here to be able to to kind of carry the torch, so to speak, uh, for this position. And and I think really set uh, a lot of precedence with it as well. Uh, Junior, I want to ask you about your time in Milwaukee and and just how excited you are to be back with the organization that that you spent some time with as a player. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, my time in Milwaukee was great. It, you know, uh, unfortunately, it was a little short. You know, I, I, I got hurt in 2004. Um, you know, I tore my labrum and it took a tough, took a while to try to come back from that. But just being a part of that, that team, 04 and 05, and I, I felt like that's where the, you know, the tide was starting to turn with the organization. We started building and it kind of set the set things up for guys like Prince when Prince started to come through and Ricky Weeks and uh, playing with Jenkins and being a part of the, that group with Ned Yost and playing with Counts. Um, it, it was, it was great. And um, I was just, I was fortunate to be a part of that group, you know, early on. And um, I'm excited to come back and be a Brewer. I mean, I'm excited to come back to the Brewer family. Junior, how much of your time do you anticipate is going to be spent with guys on the minor league side too? Cause you're talking about some guys that are 18, 19 years old and they're out on their own for the first time and they're experiencing things. Maybe they haven't experienced before. They're not in a foreign country necessarily, but they are in parts of the country they've never been in before, uh, traveling the, the different regions of the country as a minor league baseball player. There's a lot that they'll learn and a lot of growth that will happen in those years. And, and I'm sure you can be a really good resource for those guys through those times. Oh, absolutely. It's tough. Uh, it's tough. And, uh, you know, you, you just got to know the lay of the land and, and understand you're in these new places and, and knowing how to navigate and move around those places and to get things done and to have places to go. Just as simple as get, having a place to go get your hair cut, you know, knowing certain places of, of the cities that they're going to um, as far as like where the bad areas are and where not to go, where to go. Just little things like that. It was important for me, and we had to learn learn those type of things on the fly. So just having having a a, a mentor or having a, a veteran player to kind of you know to kind of open those uh, uh, those lanes for you and to make it a little bit easier. Because I just want to knock down any roadblocks that may come their way. That's yeah. really yeah. important. So make sure that they're getting the best out of their 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 potential and they're not distracted by any means. And, you know, as a minor league ball player, it's those distractions are some of the things that keep you away from the big leagues and to keep you away from being the best player that you can be. And um, I think I'm being able to share that knowledge with them and kind of just help them along the way and help them along their journey. You know, as ball players, we appreciate the journey. That's what we appreciate the most. And when you look back on your careers, it's, it's, it's that journey that you really uh, appreciate and you come, you become, you know, uh, satisfied and obsessed with, and you appreciate the journey. So, Junior, I want to ask you about uh, 
you know, things beyond just working with the players. Like I, I look at your position and I, I have to imagine this is something you would be passionate about, you know, reaching out and trying to do things that can encourage more participation from a youth standpoint in baseball as well, in the black community, specifically creating opportunities, more chance guys to get the, the batting and ball going at an early age. I, I have to think that's something that you're probably pretty passionate about. I think about every black ball player that I talk to talks about the need for that and the want to, to try to create more opportunities to get more participation from, from, from the ground up in terms of the black community in baseball. Absolutely. And I'm, I'll be, I was fortunate. I was a part of MLB's breakthrough series and Hank Aaron Invitational. And yeah, there's some really, really good ball players out there and they're coming, you know, they're getting ready to come into pro ball. They're going to college and to be a part of that uh, was, was huge. And I'm fortunate. I did that for the past uh, about five years or so. And there's a lot of good ball players that's coming, uh, that's coming down the pipeline. And um, I'm really excited about that. And just to have, just to be an impact on those players and to influence those players and to mentor a lot of those players that are in pro ball and in college ball right now uh, is big. So as a, ball, a black ball player, yes, that means a lot to us. This is a beautiful game. It's the best game on earth. It's an amazing game. And I wish we had more petition, more participation um, in this sport and we're working. And there's a lot of guys, former players that's out there in the youth space that's doing their part uh, to bring more black ball players back to baseball. So it's really exciting. And uh, I know there's a lot of work that we, we must do. And it's a lot of work that I'm going to do. And I'm going to continue to, to push it forward and to get more guys involved and to, just to get guys to fall in love with the sport and to become fans of baseball. And, you know, if you love it, you fall in love with it, no, no, no one can take it away from you. It's really rewarding too, right? When you see somebody fall in love with the game right in front of you. I mean, that's, we all, yeah, I have kids and to watch my kids grow up and just every day they're at the ballpark, they love it that much more. I mean, it's a really wholesome, rewarding thing to watch and to be able to, to, to connect with young kids and bring them into the game. It's, I mean, it's vital for our game in general, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm fortunate. I've been in a youth space for the last 10 years or so, and I've been able to connect with the young players. And, uh, you know, they it's it, and it's been awesome. Uh, I love it. I'm passionate behind it. And, you know, when we look at these kids, we see ourselves in them and we just want to see them, you know, continue to chase and live out their dreams. And, uh, you know, I'm going to try to help out in any way, any way I can. And that's what it's all about. Junior, you mentioned a name that we're all thinking about still, and that is Henry Aaron, who passed away a couple of weeks ago. And I think, it, I mean, it just rocked the baseball world um, because anybody that ever had any kind of contact with Henry knew what kind of man he was and the presence that 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 he commanded when he when he came into a room. Uh, I, I always think of him the first time I met him in 2016. I think it's the only time in my life where. I'm a broadcaster. I talk for a living. I had, I couldn't say anything. I was just like, this is Henry Aaron. It felt like fiction. It just, you know, it felt like he was, you know, a movie character or something to me. And um, just the, the nicest, most gentle man, but a guy that went through so much to do what he did and to advance um, things in this game that needed to be advanced. Um, I don't, I don't know that there's anybody that's been, you know, more critical to this game outside of maybe Jackie Robinson than Henry Aaron. And I can't imagine just the emotions that you felt uh, when you found out the news and then all the reflection that goes on about just this amazing man and the things that he endured 
on his way to accomplishing, you know, basically as great a feat as you can accomplish in the game? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have a huge responsibility. I think every ball, black ball player feel that, feel that way. And it's, you know, to have the opportunity to carry on the torch and to trailblaze and do the things that, that Henry Aaron did, you know, I think it's, uh, it's, it, it means a lot to us. And, and we're going to continue to do that. And we, we thank Hank for everything that he did, the sacrifices that he made. And just the way he just kept fighting, kept pushing forward, even when he had threats, um, when he was breaking, breaking uh, Babe Ruth's record, he just carried on and continued to play ball and didn't allow it to really distract him from what he wanted. So uh, God bless him. We love him. Uh, he's going to be dearly missed, but he's not going to be forgotten. Well, Junior, we appreciate it. Thank you. We're so excited to have you as a part of the organization. I cannot wait to see uh, all the different things that you're able to have such a positive impact on moving forward with the Brewers and, and with baseball in general. And, and we're just excited to have you around. I'm excited. I, you know, I, I, I tip my hat. I, I thank the Brewers and everything that they created from the very top to the bottom, uh, you know, going through what we went through during COVID, during the COVID times. And just having that, those conversations was, is what really created this position, in my opinion. And uh, I'm glad that they had those conversations and, you know, guys were able to open up and the organization was able to, to open up and say, hey, you know what, this is something that's needed. And, you know, it really feels good. And to see the, the, the Brewers organization to, you know, step, put their money where their mouth is, you know, it means, it means a lot. And, um, you know, it's, I think some big things are on the way. So I'm excited about it. I can't wait. And I'm just happy to be back with the Brew Crew. Absolutely. Well, and this isn't one and done. We're going to have you on, you know, from time to time over the course of the season to check in with you and, and to make sure that we're staying on top of this as well. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, Junior. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thanks to Junior Spivey for joining us here on Brewers on Tap. And that's going to do it for us. We have plenty more coming your way next week. We'll be with you from spring training once again. We're going to try to talk to Aaron Ashby, who's also been turning a lot of heads so far here in Cactus League play. A young man that probably won't be on that 26-man roster at the beginning of the year, but a left-handed pitching prospect that is getting a lot of attention so far here in spring training. So you can look forward to that conversation and so much more next week on Brewers on Tap. Have a great one, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. I'm Lane Griffin. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.